0: speed is engaged. Welcome back, podcast fans, to a very special episode of the Hit or Miss Star Trek podcast. It is only our second top 10 episode. Uh, if you have uh, looked on our channel, you'll see that we have previously done a top 10 Star Trek movies episode. Um, but this one is going to be a little bit different. We're going to do our top 10 Starfleet starships. Uh, I will go over the rules that uh, everybody was given uh, when we before we start, I should say. Uh, but first, let me introduce everyone, because... On our previous Top 10s, we've always had a panel of four people, uh, including myself and my co-host, but this time around, you know, it's it's a big category, so we've got an extra guest in as well, so we actually have five of us here. Uh, I am your regular host. I am Captain Mike Wilson today of the Utopia Planitia Fleet Yards. <laughs> and uh, I am joined, as always, by regular co-host DK. Hello. Hello, DK. You uh, looking forward to talking some ships? Yeah.
1: Yeah, this should be interesting.
0: Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, we are joined by regular recurring guest who was actually on that Top 10 uh, Star Trek Movies episode, Adrienne Park Tucker. Adrienne, welcome back to the uh, Trek podcast.
2: Hello, friends. I'm so excited. Yay.
0: <laughs> Yay. <laughs> you've got nothing but positivity for all ships, it seems. So <laughs> yeah. I'm in- intrigued to see how you've narrowed this down to 10 because it wasn't really,
2: <laughs> really hard. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you've already sent me messages saying, oh, poor little ships for the ones that you had to leave off, so <laughs> I know this so is going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. felt
2: really bad about those, but they're out of there.
0: Absolutely. Our fourth guest is a self-confessed fan of big, beautiful nacelles. Uh, you'll have heard him on the podcast a few times, most recently on our review of e- Assignment Earth, I believe the episode. Uh, it's Rick Everson. Rick,
3: welcome back. Oh, thanks for having me back. Lovely to be here, especially talking about uh, nacelles.
0: Awesome, awesome. And you are, uh, before I get it wrong again, it's the 10, bo- 10 Backward podcast you are representing, right?
3: <laughs> it is 10 Backward, yes.
0: That's what I thought. I, I knew, really. <laughs> awesome. And uh, we are joined as our fifth guest for a first first time uh, a first time guest on the podcast uh, from Comfortable Spot Podcast. Please welcome Ken Sweeney. Ken, welcome uh, to the podcast for the first time.
4: Ah, great, Good. Thanks a lot for inviting me here. It's great to be here. I'm enjoying this already.
0: Awesome, awesome. I'm looking forward to uh, well getting to know you a little bit and uh, talk about throwing in on the deep end, talking all about starships and doing a top ten with us. So I hope we're already
4: fifty years of of waiting (laughs) for this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Just
0: have some and show some love to others. Awesome. Yeah, all those years weren't wasted pouring over the Enterprise D technical manual and the like. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that last week. (laughs) (laughs) Same. So, uh, yeah, as I said, this is going to be a top 10 episode. And before we started, um, all of the guests were told to make a list of top 10 ships. And if they wanted to, up to four honorable mentions and up to four dishonorable mentions. Uh, and I was I provided them with a few rules because we'll probably end up doing various different top 10s about, you know, general Federation ships or alien ships. Uh, so the rules for this one were as follows. It was uh, number one, Starfleet ships only. Pre-Federation is fine, but non-Starfleet Federation ships are not and will be included probably in a later top 10. Uh, number two no auxiliary craft again they'll probably have their own top 10 the definition of that is up to your discretion if you decide for example that a runabout is a small ship rather than ex- an auxiliary craft that's your call uh, number three cannon ships only again this is pretty much your call to define because i'm not a cannon snob and if you want to include ships from alternate timeline apps like the three cell enterprise d from all good things or ships from books like the aventine that's up to you uh, same goes for Star Trek Online, although Picard has made 90% of those canon now anyway. Uh, number four, if you want to group together similar ships, for example, the Enterprise Refit and A, or name an overall class, like to say Miranda class or Excelsior class, that's fine, but your vote will be counted for the overall class and not any individual ships of that class. For example, you may like the Akira class design, but we could hardly name any outstanding specific ship of the class. Um We probably could, but, you know, (laughs) we'd lose the audience. And finally, number five, have fun. We're all just celebrating a geeky thing we love. And, uh, yeah, look forward to hearing everybody's lists and getting on with it. So, yeah. Is everybody okay with those rules then? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome, awesome. That's great. And uh, yeah, if you are new to the idea of a top 10 episode, what it is, we basically are going to go around and ask everybody for their number 10 shape, then we'll go around and ask the number nine, number eight, etc, etc. I will be assigning points values uh, based on where they place in people's lists so that uh, uh, somebody's top 10 ship, for example, would get one point. Their number 10 ship, I should say, should get one point, if I can finish tripping over my tongue, Their number 9 ship would get two points. Their number 8 ship would get three points, and so on and so forth, up to their number 1 ship, which would get 10 points. Uh, Those points will all be accumulated at the end of the podcast, and I will add them up and uh, come up with, hopefully, a final combined top 10. Uh, So, with all of that out of the way, then, we just have to decide on one more thing, which is an order. And uh, we may as well go in reverse order and uh, we'll let you go first, Ken, since you're the uh, the oh, new guest of okay. the podcast.
4: <laughs> I was just busy listening away there. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I'll start with number 10 then. Number 10 for me is the Sovereign Class Starship. Uh, and nice. I remember first seeing that Starship actually in the cinema because back then it didn't mm-hmm. have any kind of, there wasn't much on the internet. So there wasn't any big reveals, you know? So I had no idea what the story was with this new Starship. I remember seeing something in the newspaper, but I kind of you know, deliberately avoided that. So when I went went in and saw the first, you know, like the first scene, and particularly the scene when it swooped in during the battle, you know, this big, massive thing on top of the, uh, I think it was on top of uh, Wharf's little ship. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it was uh, it was just a closest looking thing. And I said, that's great. That's really good evolution for how mm-hmm. they've done it. So I, I will give you a little uh, tip going forward. A lot of my preferences are from this period of time. What I really okay. liked about the actual starship and that design of the starship at that time, and talking about as in special effects wise, was it was nice and bright. So you always got very quickly you got to see a good outline. Whereas I think nowadays you're you're kind of squinching at your HD TV to see what exactly is that shape there. Oh uh, yeah, it was great. It was a brilliant starship. It had everything you need. So uh, I mean, from a from a TV point of view, from the special effects point of view, its color scheme was lovely. The whole shape of it was really really good. And when you had the detail of the actual guys on the deck on the uh, the ship itself the hull of the ship during that scene again oh, yeah, you, got, yeah. you got to see just how big it was and that was really really brilliant because you never really got to do that so overall that no. was my top 10 ship really really brilliant I loved it and it, it's still even looking at it now it hasn't really dated it looks brilliant you know even yeah. in the, you know there's, there's just enough detail and not too much so that would be yeah. my number 10
0: Awesome. Uh, Well, I should say, by the way, if you uh, are watching on YouTube, there will be hopefully some visual aids because I have got uh, some images up uh, with all of these ships and hopefully you can see them. And as you can see on screen now, the Enterprise E or a sovereign class ship of some kind. I think it's the Enterprise E, I presume. So yeah, Uh, yeah, that gives one point to the Enterprise E. Uh, I should have said before we started, by the way, I will pepper the honorable and dishonorable mentions in between the, uh, the things just to give it a bit of extra spice. So we'll come to the first one of those after we get everyone's number 10. So Uh, next up then I believe Rick it was you Uh, what was your number 10 ship
3: okay so my number 10 is the galaxy class Uh, because this is a design I kind of both love and I'm also a little bit meh about Uh, (laughs) yeah I'm complicated thank you Um, (laughs) so next generation that is absolutely where I got into Star Trek that's how I started so that was my first real Starfleet ship I saw Uh, And obviously after seven years, TNG means a massive amount to me. So so it's always going to be, that's my first enterprise. That's the ship that I I was introduced to. And it does look pretty cool. If I'm honest, I'm not a big fan of the nacelles. Um,
0: Mm.
3: I like my nacelles, long. I like my ships sleek, long, look like they're doing warp three standing still. Um, And big long nacelles that look like they're tearing up a chunk of space um, when when we get going. Uh, and these are kind of, kind of quite short ones. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the oval saucer turned side out. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the beige colour scheme inside. But despite all that, this is this is the enterprise that I first encountered. This is my this is the TNG ship. This is the one I fell in love with. It's the Federation's big symbol of look how peaceful and clever we are with our massive ship that we bring kids on. But we can still like we can still hold up against a Borg cube and some Klingon ships, but that's kind of it's it's that's the era where TNG starts. It's an era of like you know a massive amount of peace. Everything's kind of calm, and obviously it all falls apart with war, Borg invasions, and everything. And we, the ship designs move on, but you know I'm always going to look back fondly on the Galaxy class, um, which I need to really say
0: she's not fat. <laughs> I, I wondered who'd be the first one to bring that up. <laughs> but, she's yeah. big bone, she? <laughs> yeah, she is big bone. 42 legs, because she's big bone. Damn this hell, keep it all together, you see. <laughs> They're a statement, that's right. So, Rick, yeah. just to clarify, was that the galaxy class, or was it the Enterprise D specifically that you're giving your point to?
3: I, I'm, I'm, I'm going by class, so
0: galaxy class. Galaxy class, fair enough. I can't give yeah. that point to the Enterprise D yet then, but that's okay. Uh, So next up would be Adrian. And Adrian, what's your number 10 ship in that case?
2: Well, I did my list a little differently. I just use the actual ships that I love. My—that's fine. I, I, That's I'm cool. not a tech tech person. I'm not in. You know, I don't know much about the design specifications, and everything. But my yeah, mine. mine are individual
0: ships. I think so. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> my number ten is the USS Kelvin. Like I was <laughs> telling Mike, I've I said this over and over. These are the ships I am emotionally tied to. So they don't have any rhyme or reason for most of them, but just I love what happened on them. I loved the, the ship itself. I, I And this ship went into this crazy battle, with all these problems going on. But my reasons for picking it is as Winona's giving birth, all these things are going on and JTK comes into the world and loses his father. So it had to be on my list.
0: That's fair enough. It's not one of my personal favorites, I will be honest, but uh, that's cool. You have a legit reason for it, I guess, Mm -hmm. and a lot of good stuff happens. Yep. Um, The interior is nice, I
2: guess. (laughs) Yes, I mean, it just, it was stood. I mean, right now in my head, I can see them, the, the, you know, babies coming into the world and I can see everything going on and watching the the destruction and uh, self-sacrifice and that's my choice.
0: Plus, at the end of the day, it was commanded by Thor. For like twenty yes. minutes. So. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> all,
4: all my favourite universe universes. The world was introduced to Chris Helmsworth that evening in the cinema. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty much, much yeah. as, as it's on track, as, It wasn't as Iron Maiden or wherever the air said. Nothing else matters. <laughs> <laughs> you what know, was, was great about that ship, though, and I have to say, um, in its defence, it was—it there the, the was a great scene showing how the phasers worked close up. That was really mm. cool because they sent yeah. you know, that, that Nirada sent a multiple string of disgustingly horrible, frightening weapons. And it just, you could see it. It was desperately, the phasers were working, you know, overheating, just desperately trying to catch everything. And it was, I thought it was brilliant because you didn't really see that before on any Star Trek film or TV show. And, you know, it was yeah. it just it was a nice scene. It just showed these little things popping up and working like crazy. So that was, that was cool about yeah. that, that. ship.
0: I do remember that scene in the cinema being especially awesome on the big screen because yeah. that's yeah, one way to start a film with that like epic, you know attack on one ship by a huge mm. you know much much bigger outclassed ship is uh yeah awesome cool so yeah uss kelvin gets one point uh courtesy of adrian DK what is your number 10
1: starfleet ship? okay my number 10 is the eisenberg class it's it's not exactly sleek looking, it's big, it's clunky, but I love it for two reasons. One, in that it's named after the late, great Aaron Eisenberg, and two, it is my go-to ship uh, on Star Trek Online. We've right. been through quite a lot together, so I've developed a, quite a bond with mine.
0: So That's yeah, wow. it's it's really good. I like that it's a, it's, it is its own unique design. It doesn't look like anything, because it's from the 32nd century, so why necessarily would it have to? And you know, detached cells are quite cool, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. Mainly, it's it's probably mainly the tribute part of it, I guess, that uh, that sells you on that one. So, awesome.
1: It, it, definitely, definitely. Yeah,
0: that's a fair enough for a very noble, honourable reason. So, that's I'm cool. trying to like it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going to yeah. say on it. I'm trying. I'm looking for something on it. Going, yeah, that works. And I'm trying. It looks like a dolphin. Yeah. A hunt.
0: It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> You know what it is when I first got the model? It weirdly is reminiscent of like a futuristic looking hand phaser. You just want to pick it up and point it like a gun at
1: somebody.
0: It's odd.
1: He's got looking at it right now in situations over the uh, the last couple of years that I can't help but love it. That's
0: fair enough. Awesome. So uh, I'm going to go with my number 10. My number 10 chip uh, is going to be the USS Discovery NCC 1031. Uh, if you need any more specifics, uh, I would probably group the two together. But if I have to pick between them, I would say the refit or the uh A would be my preference. I think it improved uh, things that I didn't like about the original Discovery, like the copper sort of plating look. Uh, I wasn't a fan of, so I preferred it when it went to the old gunmetal silver gray look with the uh, with the thirty second century refit. I also kind of do like the detachable yeah, missiles too. Yeah, I do. I think it's it's a really cool futuristic idea. Plus, I, I like the way that, they, that they've they kind of connected the drive to the saucer section in a different way, more Enterprise-D-esque. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. It, it's a nicer pretty. deflector. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a very pretty looking ship. And at the end of the day, it still does that really cool thing where it spins around and warps through mushroom space, <laughs> which is a ridiculous concept, but it looks cool when it spins. So, <laughs> so you know, why not? So uh, yeah, that would be my number 10, which would give one point to the discovery or and or discovery a as I say. I grouped them together, but if anybody wants to contest that fact, I'm happy to just keep it as the discovery a. Um awesome. It so, a got a ship.
4: Makeover, didn't sorry, I'm talking over you there. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh, I, I'm just looking at the image and it's just it's just a beautiful ship.
0: Mm. That's a good image yeah. of it inside of the stuff we got course. You were saying sorry, yeah. Ken.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it, it looks. It looks like you know the like glads from Tron got their hands on it.
1: Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that might be why I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: it's still, it's still, it's still to me. It's, it still to me sucks. Like it's, uh, you know, it's they, they must have pulled it out of the bin when they were, you know, um, coming up with the redesign for the Enterprise in the original motion picture. Because I think that's where it came
0: from. That idea, didn't it? It was yeah. before the motion picture. It was one of the original concepts yeah. for the Enterprise by um... yeah. I don't remember. I I know I've seen a Ralph McQuarrie painting of the concept idea where it was basically that. It had the big triangular drive section uh, and a saucer. But um, I do actually know the original Discovery's design, uh, the reason for it, because it's in one of the books that I've got, the behind the scenes things. And it's so weird and trippy. And now you won't be able to not see it if you don't know. Uh, Apparently, there was a plan at one point for the Discovery, the original one, to disguise itself as a Klingon D7 battlecruiser by just shedding the outer ring. So, yeah, it was going well, to lose the outer ring, and then it would just have like a it that that then does make it the exact shape of shape oh, of a on D7. Oh yes, it was. Yes,
4: I can see it now, and I'm going kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you know i'm just taking like here it comes tach, muck, tach, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting
0: shot by vj <laughs> awesome. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
4: big plastic yeah. heads on them um yeah i mean this i, I just i can't i'm sorry I, I know i'm jumping the gun here but this is not my dishonorable mentions i'm afraid i just oh look
0: i was going to come to that for you next so go for it yeah, yeah, that would, that yeah. well would be the, the reason it's I'll on my
4: dishonorable to. mentions is because for me it just didn't look like it was in any kind of lineage there was no lineage like even when they went, even when they, they kind of put everything on steroids for the re, the reboot movies, um, you know, they still had a certain degree of lim- lineage. You know, you could recognize that it was a Starfleet ship. But for me, what it did do is it looked like it was a different design part, path that they'd come up with a good few years beforehand. And then, you know, going forward, like the Enterprise E and all that would have kind of been a direct kind of lineage in that. But for me, it just looked so different. And I just I just think with Discovery, they just made so many mistakes in the way they came up with the idea. And they're they're correcting it now with uh, Strange New Worlds and the last series of uh, Picard is that they just didn't they didn't kind of go with the flow the way Star Trek should have been in terms of yeah. designs and something like that. So for me, the problem isn't that it's not a nice looking ship. I think it's a great looking ship, but it's a great looking ship. If it was in Battlestar Galactica or something. So, you know, yeah. it did not look like, like I, Star Trek to me. And that was the big issue I had with it. So that's why it's on my dishonorable
0: mentions. I will say I've, I've brought this up in the podcast before, but I place a lot of the blame for Discovery's ship designs with Brian Fuller because oh, during yeah. the... During yeah. the kind of genesis of Discovery, he decided he wanted ships that didn't look like anything else, which, as you said, that's, just abandons that's, that's any lineage.
4: Not, that's not what people want. You know, it's like Star Wars. Yeah. So you up in, look a, in, a, in, you know, a kind of a Starfleet ship. People go, what? You know, these, like, yeah. Doug Drexler, Doug Drexler was the man for it. So he should have been given Absolutely.
0: Be. But, yeah, that's why the Discovery ships from the first season, the kind of the new ones yeah. that are all in the Binary Stars battle, they've got to all have apparently boxy nacelles. Mm-hmm. He didn't yeah, want exactly. anything other than square nacelles, and he didn't want... You know, it didn't want any Klingon ships that looked remotely recognizable, which is why they all look horrible for the yeah. most part. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah they uh, made one yeah. mistake,
4: and that, that was it. They didn't follow the lineage. And it doesn't matter about, you know, uh, conforming to what the fans want, because, like, if you do that, you're going to go down a rabbit hole you're never going to come out of. It. So they just, they should have just kind of looked at every other Star Trek you maybe taken stuff from it and just said, right, let's yeah. go with that. Yeah. They do it now. I mean, I loved the, reef I loved the, re uh, kind of revamped version of the, air. Uh, enterprise in in discovery and you know on strange mm. new worlds i love that i can kind of put the kind of you know suspension of disbelief aside and canon images and all that kind of thing because it just it just looked nice
0: but fair yeah. enough cool awesome uh, well that was your first dishonorable mention and my number yeah. 10 um and so we are gonna see uh, rick do you have any dishonorable mentions we can come to for your first one
3: I literally have no dishonorable mentions, oh. I'm afraid. That's what you a to the desk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Adrienne? Any dishonorable mentions?
2: No, not yet. I plan to agree with some of you just so I can be
0: with the cool <laughs> kids. <laughs> That's fair enough. Okay, I know you've probably got something.
1: The Enterprise J. That's also one of mine, so we'll just diss it together. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll go back to what I said. I, th- I think it was the episode when uh, Dom was on and we were talking about it. It just looks like one of those plastic Fisher Price vinyl records that's been put in the sun too long and squished a little.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for the picture because I do have it, like I said, because it was on my dishonorable list as well. Uh, So, yeah, anything else you particularly dislike about it? Because I've got a a laundry list of issues that I can bring.
1: You you could probably sneeze and snap one of those nacelles off.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm genuinely, I've I've mentioned this again on that episode, but I I do have the model of this, so, you know, because I'm an idiot. But (laughs) uh, the nacelles are so thin and flimsy and so barely attached by the flimsiest of little nacelle struts that I'm genuinely terrified that just looking at it the wrong way is going to snap one of the nacelles off yeah and it's just yeah it's it, not the wisest design <laughs>
1: it
3: needs massive nacelles it...
0: <laughs> <laughs> well it's i mean it is supposed to be the biggest ship in like the history of, of all big ships and stuff and then as you said it's just got the flimsiest engines and you just feel like come on <laughs> what are you doing yeah it's, okay As I said, I I get the point was that it was supposed to be, oh, it's uber futuristic. It's the 27th century, so everything would be huge. But then when you actually read what the dimensions are of it, it's ridiculous. It's like small planet size. (laughs) Yeah, that's
4: that's Rimworld, isn't it? (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: yeah,
4: and, you know yeah. it's like I, you know it's funny because I watched that scene multiple times because it's one of my favourite Enterprise shows and I'm just waiting for some young man to say what do you think of that ship anyway by the way and you know Archer would have come across in you know, his good and hokey old style and said there's a lot of crap <laughs> 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 But I the only bad word he was allowed to say on that series he said it about 20 <laughs> times and it was always the poor Vulcans you know so
1: <laughs> you <laughs> get Absolutely. it in the air.
4: But yeah I think that's what he would have probably thought of that. Let's let's leave it with Archer and I'll leave it on yeah. that. One.
0: But no, it is. I've heard it described as one of those pizza cutter type things. And yeah, very thin, bladed chaucer. And uh, again, I I read somewhere that they tried to make it look like the NX-01 so that it could be a reference back. But again, that's that's nonsense when you actually have all of the other enterprises in between. Like, why would only the NX-01 and the J look similar and then nothing else? So that's why it has that stupid, like you know a saucer based deflector and no real drive section and stuff so Mm -hmm. again it just makes it look silly it just looks unfinished in the design and it's a packing trolley as well you know that you just like you put Palettes on it and just very fancy
4: one, you know. Probably just do it itself, and that the handlebars are just for show, you know. You just imagine it coming into battle and all the Klingons just a couple of seconds and then just bursting into laughter, you know. (laughs) What is this, lads? What did you do? Where have you been?
0: Uh, we'll we'll leave that alone for now because like I can see I do actually own the model. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's not very well designed. Uh, so we're going to go around to everyone's first honourable mention as well now then. Uh, and again, we'll come back around to you, Ken. What's your first honourable okay, mention that yeah, didn't quite yeah. make the top?
4: Let me see. Franklin class really liked it. Hated those movies, you know. And oh. um, but I did like the Franklin class. I thought that it, you know, oh, thankfully, you know, something's come into it, and you know that mm. reminded me of the Enterprise. So yeah, I liked it. It was a bit clunky. You know, it was a bit too big as well. I don't think they even tried to class it as a Starship. I think there was something to do with a kind of an old version of a runabout, wasn't it? But um, yeah, it was okay. I mean, again, they didn't bother their backside even to look at Enterprises' sets, you know, to try and at least try and find some kind of lineage. So from the inside, it wasn't great. But from the outside, it was okay. That's why it didn't get on to be top 10. It wasn't, it was okay. I like the drop, you know, the L kind of yeah you know it's gonna crash it's gonna oh there it is you know (laughs) hey you know so whoever is on the ignitions on them i mean they should be you know working for tesla because the cold start was like 300 (laughs) years old so
0: fair enough Uh, rick what about you do you have your first honorable mention i do yeah uh my first
3: honorable mention is the constellation class because it's rocking four nacelles like a boss it's clearly someone just got a couple of movie enterprise model kits and just mushed a load of stuff together.
0: But it works. It's marvellous. That's awesome. I mean, it didn't appear much. I think it's only in, what, one episode, maybe two of Next Gen, and then you don't really see it? So um, you see it's the
3: Stargazer um, in, in Season 1. You see it in Season 2 is the Hathaway, and you do oh, see yeah. it in, in Picard's blockade yeah. fleet in Redemption 2. Yeah.
0: Okay, wow, that's that's nerdy knowledge. I like it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, um, I think
3: I think you may. I, would, I, I don't know how much we are allowed to talk about the latest episode of Picard. Uh,
0: well, have uh, we all seen see it before you? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. We've all seen it then. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, there's one in the Fleet Museum. Is there? Yeah, okay, oh, yes.
4: you couldn't it miss one, it with those four in a cell. sure you couldn't And I was
3: gank,
4: I was right up on the TV. My wife came in. She said, "What are you doing?" I <laughs> said, "You know, I, 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 think, you know I said, "I'm just checking out what class these starships are." And she just rolled yeah. her up.
0: Jesus, you know, and it's you like... could have just waited. It was posted to Twitter and Instagram like the next day. Got i, I, I a think, picture. So, I think all, she, she would have been less surprised if
4: it had it had Pornhub on. You know, it was just. Like... <laughs> oh <my laughs> God. she was just there gone. What are you guys? What are you doing? Like, and like it was the only I was really annoyed because I said, How come I spot a Stargazer first? And everything else I have to double take, you know? So and then I got really annoyed that you know people started spotting chips that I didn't see, and I was going back rewinding. And then it's not like you can't just rewind like a sky. You, you have to keep pressing your phone, and it goes too far. Oh it was, it was, I ended up watching the episode again. <laughs> just that
2: again. is awesome. That's the
3: I have the image, yeah. This whole series of Picard has been everyone's like, every trek he's been wearing out the pause oh, button rewinding it? Oh, well, yes. every screen <laughs>
0: display every yes. ship shot. We're all pausing and looking. Yeah. Adrian, do you have your uh, do you have your first honorable mention?
2: Yes, I have an honorable mention. It's the Enterprise C. Long live Captain Rachel Garrett and her
0: crew. Right. Ah, the red lady herself. Yes. Um, okay. The... Yes. I love the Enterprise C. I just wish we'd gotten to see yeah. more of it. Like there's no image this cool and clean the one i have on screen here in yesterday's enterprise and it would have been nice if there was because it's a design that should have been showed off more and again rick will correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think that we saw you in ambassador class anywhere else either we so did yes
3: easy. um redemption again Riker has come of the excalibur which is ambassador right class.
0: Okay. Uh, oh we cool. also well, see
3: one in best of, in the emissary wolf 359 sequence
0: oh i think i remember seeing that one actually now you mention it but i definitely don't recall seeing one in redemption but yeah okay cool so the enterprise uh, c got a shout out on uh, adrian's honorable mentions dk what about you
1: oh right my first honorable mention is from the kelvin movies and it's the vengeance
0: as i said to you i don't count section 31 as being starfleet even though they officially aren't <laughs> i'm I'm not,
1: a, I'm not the biggest section 31 fan but it it's just big, it looks badass, and it's commanded by Buckaroo Banzai. And yeah, yeah, that was the, <laughs> <okay>. that <laughs> that was the seller
0: for you, wasn't it? It was, it it was, was Peter Weller. <laughs> it was. He wished That's me very good.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> So my first honorable mention then is actually one of the Discovery ships I just complained about, uh, because it's one of the times I think that the design works, and it is the USS Europa. Uh, I can't remember the class name now off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, the Europa from the early first season of Discovery, um, one of them was, I think, the Admiral's ship that got destroyed uh, by the Klingons early in one of the battles. And I don't know, I just like it. It's Again, it's got four nacelles, so it'll appeal to you, Rick. Yeah, they're, <laughs> uh, and, they're a little
3: close in. I'm, not, I'm not, not keen on
0: that. Ah, fair enough. Well, to make you see, it's kind of like, it's almost like the Constellation class and the Miranda class had a baby. So, <laughs> <isn't it>? yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I just like the way that the nacelles kind of intersect the like, scrape into the hole in that way, and it makes the boxy look make sense, and I don't know, there's something about it that I just find visually appealing. I can't really go beyond that, but, uh, yeah, shout out to the Europa for my first one. So, we're going to go around and give everyone's, uh, and have everyone's number nine for two points then now, because we've done the first Honourable dishonorables uh, So, again, we'll start with you, uh, Ken, uh, what was your number nine chip in your?
4: Okay, list? number nine was when they took the Sovereign, and somebody said, oh, could you make one for my little brother? and they came up with the uh, what's it called the nova class i love the nova class she was in she was the uss Equinox in, in voyager and i kind of felt sorry for all them poor feckers on that ship you know and uh, it was it was a nice it was a nice design i like it but as i said it was like as if somebody said maybe a baby version of the sovereign please and they did so uh, you know it was it was a nice little design i love the way the uh, the um the front of it has that kind of the flector shields kind of in, embedded a little bit
0: Ah, okay, that, that yeah, that's cool. Because that means you don't particularly like the Rhode Island then, which of you know involves to, to lose that <laughs> the only thing I didn't like about it was
4: it had suicide bridge because the top of the bridge was made with that. <laughs> it was like every warrior race could just go, oh, there they are, <clears throat> fire whatever they're take that glass out. Because no one's gonna tell me that transparent aluminism, or whatever it's called, can can withstand the f- a photon torpedo, or, or shall we say a quantum torpedo. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't like that design. I thought that was a bit stupid. But other than that, it was a nice little ship, nice neat. And I thought it looked great in Voyager. Deserved, it deserved to live.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Apologies for I, the only one that I was able to grab at quick notice was from the alternate timeline in Picard season two. So it, yeah, that's, uh, that's it nice. Was, that's exactly what I have, yeah.
4: yeah. But it I, it, I it is see. the
0: ship. It is the Nova class ship. You can see what you mean. Yeah. So It's yeah. a mini sovereign, um, you know. <laughs> I see what Blue. you mean. Yeah, it's a kind of the the sovereign class. Uh, they should have called it class or something like that, or ruby <laughs> class or
4: something less <laughs> kind of expensive in the jewellery than, than than the sovereign.
0: So that's uh, two points for the Nova class. I, again, I presume you mean the class rather than the Equinox specifically. Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah, 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 fair enough. Uh, and Rick, what about you? What's your number nine for two points?
3: My number nine is the Diadalus class. <laughs>
0: uh, ah, the old classic.
3: I am ready to fight anyone who wants to argue canon with me on this, because they've not officially appeared, but I love these ships. They have. They, yeah. I I, have, I, have, there's I, know a... there's, I was going to say there's been a model on Cisco. That's what I was going to say, yeah. yeah <laughs> but we've not seen one as a ship, per se. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying it's canon, so... Um,
0: uh, I've confident. A,
3: yeah, They're an awesome, like, proto-Federation style thing. Um Yeah, so as I was saying, not... Appeared on screen, but the postulated as an early design based on some of Matt Jeffrey's initial designs for the first enterprise. Um, mm. on his reasoning that sphere is a good pressure vessel shape. Um, mm-hmm. well, obviously, it modified to source, and there's never um, we've never seen it as a working ship. So, let's say Cisco's got the model, and in the encyclopedia, they suggest that the USS Essex that's mentioned in TNG's power play was probably a Diodorus class. So that's good enough for Indeed. me. Um, I was always hoping we might see one in Enterprise, and obviously we never did, but I, I would imagine they must have cropped up in the Romulan War. So yeah, I just think probably. the really smart like um, design is like a precursor to the original series. That's yeah. exactly what you think would be would be the sort of thing you'd be seeing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. I, I really always liked the design. I don't know why, maybe it's just because it is so different. So mm-hmm. yeah, the one on the, the one on screen at the moment is the USS Horizon which again was never confirmed, but was speculated to be, have been a Daedalus class. Uh, and yeah, I like them. Um, yeah. Like I said, they're, they're as good as canon and yeah. one assumes they were the forebears of what became the Pasteur or the Olympic class. So, you know, it didn't come out of nowhere, <laughs> no. <laughs> I guess. So, yeah, that's cool. I like I like that somebody picked that because I do love a bit classic uh, pre-TOS type idea. So yeah, Daedalus class, two points. Uh, Adrian, I believe you were next. What is your number nine for two points?
2: Okay, my number nine is the USS Prometheus from the Message in a Bottle episode of Voyager. Yeah, it is. That's <laughs> such a good ship. This is a yeah, super is. personal one for me because... Um, I had just had a new baby, I was going to UCLA, I was so overwhelmed, but Star Trek um, kept me grounded. And this is when Deep Space Nine and Voyager was on together. And Mm -hmm. so I had like my VHS tapes, and I would record live off TV, like with all the horrible commercials and everything. And this, this episode, I thought was so great, because um, Andy Dick had kind of been, you know, you know, kind of a shifty guy in real life, but here he was just really doing well. Um, and in this Voyager, I mean, this, yeah, this Voyager episode, but um, I loved it. it was a warp 9.99, it had hollow projectors on every deck, it had a multi vector assault mode, uh, happened to have a nice stash of neurozine gas, and the damn Romulans had kidnapped it. So, what is not to love about this ship?
0: Yeah,
4: I think it looked good until it started breaking up. Then you kind of got confused oh, and said, Rockos, no. where it did look good. Oh, no, you cool. can tell, you can tell. <laughs> it like a trowel as well. You know, that was the only thing I was thinking of when I first saw it. So but yeah, it's kind of grown on me now. I think looking at it now, I could yeah. say mm, it's feasible, you know. But uh yeah, yeah, I think yeah, might have overthought it a little bit, I think, in the design and said, Oh, that's just make it like it breaks into five fifteen pieces. You know, but uh it, it works <laughs> it it's, it. Anyway, it's a great episode anyway. It's great episode. I love mm, the yeah. episode. Very good
0: episode, yeah, yeah, Zombies yeah. Awful. Awesome.
4: Each it's in that one. <laughs>
0: Oh, I really want at one point just O'Brien to come back and say that. You yeah. Romulans, stop being awful idiots, will you? <laughs> Let us rescue you from your bloody planet. <laughs> oh,
4: Jesus, man, is that an Irish accent? <laughs> that's that is my English
0: accent, you know? I'm, Jolly, I'm but so, so sorry. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, two points to the Prometheus. Uh, DK, what is your number nine ship for two points?
1: Okay, you loved Adrian's pick, so on the opposite end of the spectrum, oh, I know you're going to hate this because everybody hates this apart from me apparently, <laughs> it's the Oberth birth class.
0: It is one of my dishonourable mentions, which I'm sure I'll get
1: to. <laughs> but yeah. Go ahead, what do you
0: like about the inexplicable, terrible-looking O-Birth class?
1: <laughs> <clears throat> it's, I'm uh, very much a child of the uh, the TOS movies. So up until the, the actual movies, when, whenever you saw another Federation ship in the series, it was just a, the Enterprise under a different name. And it was just great to see all these new variations on Federation ships. And when I saw yeah, the over, I thought, like, that looks great. I mean, I can hand wave away just how it works. I can't. <laughs> yeah, get that Joel Hodgson gift up there, man. But uh, yeah, I, it might not be very practical, but I, I still like how it looks.
4: It looks I, good I in this. To... Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, when they,
4: when they found it inside the um, the meteor, oh, or whatever. Yeah. You know. Oh look, the, the pegasus yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looks good. I love the internal transporters to get down to the uh, drive section. That was hilarious.
0: oh, that's how they do it. So nobody yeah. could answer me that question, <laughs> right? Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's how they got to go. That's the only way. That's know? my it's issue like, with I mean, it. Yeah, it's I'll, like you know, I'll, the I'll...
4: designer said, "Where's the centerpiece?" we where... oh, you know, just we've already built ten. Just work it out.
0: O'Brien, oh, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, I'll, I'll rant about it now because it was on my Dishonorable mentions. But I'll get it out of the way and just say, yeah, that's my biggest issue with it is just how exactly do you get from the main section to the drive section? And as I looked it up, I found out some people that I swear tried to argue that there are six complete decks in those nacelle struts. And yeah. I'm like, what? There's no room for six complete decks. What are you talking about? Yeah, so, I mean, I love
1: it, but I ain't buying that.
0: drive section is ugly. It points out too much. The source is too small and it can get destroyed with one shot from a Klingon ship, which can't be good. So- <laughs> yeah, that was I kind mean, of it, like Italian it job, was it just a science, science? ship, really. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, yeah, that's the point. It has no defences and armaments, and Starfleet were like, maybe we just don't do this. Again, I was looking it up, uh, I forget why, but on one of the wikis, and it was like it was intended as um, a science vessel for what was, what was low-risk, friendly space, and then it was decided... There is no such thing as low-risk friendly space. So we just stopped making them. <laughs> what was it's a dumb like idea when to stop? <laughs> when, that, when that scene happened, you know, I kind
4: of thought of Michael Kane just kind of saying, yeah, i are only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> 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 like, he took the whole ship, like, was
0: whoa. supposed to blow off the bloody warp core. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, well, so uh, yeah, that gets my dishonorable mention out of the way, but I will uh, give you my number nine ship. My number nine is another um, Discovery ship, but it's from a completely different era. Uh, And this might be unpopular, but, you know, it's my list. (laughs) So my number nine is the Voyager J, the futuristic version of the Voyager that you see in uh, Discovery. I don't think we've seen nearly enough of it, and I really love the design. It was another one where, when I was finally able to inspect the model and see what it's supposed to actually look like, Instead of just seeing like, you know, a section of the hole on on a screen somewhere. I was like, this is such a really cool design. It's a shame they didn't have more of a chance to show it off. Cause I don't know, it just looks it's got the cool Tron vibe going with the with the lights, you know. Um, it's it's got the cool mm-hmm. thing that I like about the Prometheus, which is the pointed, you know, saucer section that looks, I guess, like a trowel, if you want. Whatever. <laughs> uh, has cool. the, the detached nacelles that I like, and also the drive section and saucer are technically detached. And uh, yeah, it just, it just looks cool. It looks cool, futuristic. It is just like Voyager souped up to a you know 32nd century design. And uh, yeah, and I I don't play the game myself, but I'm informed that if you use it on Star Trek Online, it's uh, quite a beast as well.
4: So <laughs> there you go. Kind of, um, in, the, in the bottom section, it's very kind of Empire, isn't it? It's like, you know, you can imagine it being like one of their disruptor class stars, you know, you know those big things they had in the, the bad Star Wars. But yeah, is, it, mm. is there another view of the top section? What's the story with, what's the, story with the detachable nacelles? What's, what, what happens when they detach? Does the ship stop moving or something? Or what, what is it?
0: No, all, all the nacelles are detached in the 32nd century because apparently it gives it greater range of movement. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Give them a few more thrusters,
0: you know. <laughs> but Logic. It's, it's, nice,
4: um, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nice. It's, dirty. it's huge, though, isn't it? Judging by the, the windows, it's massive.
0: I don't even know if they are windows because the there's, uh, there's, top of the saucer has them all like run yeah. down and it looks more like they're, I don't know, just trenches or
1: something. <laughs> or like indent. Like...
0: Yeah, I mean, more or less, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, so then we're going to come back around to, do you have another dishonorable mention, Ken, that you wanted to uh, to shout out? Yeah,
4: yeah. And it's, it's 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 extremely dishonorable because it really dishonors my favorite captain, the archer class. Ah. Oh, my God. Like, oh. let's give one of the greatest heroes in Starfleet. The only man who can say that's a load of crap and make people listen. Uh, it is actually a load of crap. I mean, uh, like they gave him one. Cell. What does that say about Captain Archer? Oh, he's, right. he's gone 500 years. No one's going to remember him. You know, it's like I didn't like it. I thought it was terrible, terrible, terrible. I said it three times. It's, it, looks <laughs> like it really needs, you know, an extra few bits on it. And I hate the midsection. Again, we've got this Oberth class kind of, let's beam down, you know. I'll just do all the robots there or something. We don't need to go down (laughs) to the drive section at all. Or either they just went down a chute. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Gigantic slide into the engineering section. So everybody wanted to work there for the crack. You know, so uh, Mm. no, didn't like it. Archer class, that's my gun.
0: I didn't have a problem with it because I just saw it as it was was obviously supposed to be the old Saladin class uh, from the sort of non- canon source books and things. Mm. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's not a great design even in that case, because it is just like one big nacelle and a small saucer or whatever. But uh, yeah, it doesn't really, I I can see what you mean. It doesn't really necessarily hold together, but I didn't have as big of an issue with it. DK, any more dishonorable (laughs) mentions?
1: Yeah. Tying back to my last normal entry, I am going to go with the curry.
0: Oh, there we are. I don't understand how you can like the old berth and dislike the curry. They have all you the same the problems. It looks
1: like it's overcompensating for something.
0: <laughs> it's just the Excelsior class saucer and drive section with Connie refitting the cells. It's not it's that complicated. I, I, feel
3: like, I feel like I want to step in and defend the curry class a little bit. because is that, is, Thank you. Is, is it that terrible? Um yeah. <laughs> I think it's a testament to Starfleet Engineering that they can cobble all those bits together and still make a function of You know?
0: That's, that's one very optimistic way to look at it. Yeah.
4: That's a great spin. No, it's a testament to our design <laughs> engineering. Now, fair play, to you. you gave it a go. Also,
3: <laughs> also, um, back when 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 I won trekker Mind, just going to throw that one in there. Uh, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> one of my that's prizes was One of my prizes was <laughs> the curry. So
0: it was. That's package, right. Uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah um do you still so, have no,
3: it well no i lost it immediately to my little boy who saw that and thought that's oh, brilliant okay. can i have that oh. um, <laughs> so he's, he's so attached to it bless him and he's just getting in, you know he's he's nine he's getting into star trek now, oh. he's, he loves the ship so I'm, i just feel i couldn't look him in the eye if i didn't like say oh yeah i had to stick up for the curry Tonight,
0: so. i've got the model of it i will be honest i don't i don't think it's that egregious i can see where, what they were going for but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's got all the bits it's
3: got a saucer it's got engineering it's got nacelles you know and and also you can connect all those bits unlike <laughs> you
0: and you will have to connect all those bits because those nacelles again are just so flimsily held they will snap off
3: <laughs> yeah that's happened
0: <laughs> yeah same here yeah absolutely okay. still, yeah, uh,
3: they're, they're good cells, so
0: yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, my next n- dishonorable mention then is for a very different reason. I have no particular issue with the look of it. I think it's brilliant. But my next dishonorable mention is the Sombra class, because it's just the Constitution class. Who you think you're fooling? <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm just... Why? (laughs) Why give it a different name? Why do that? Now you've just confused us so much that any time we see a constitution class in Strange New Worlds, it could also be Mm -hmm. a Sombra class. Oh, it irritates me (laughs) no end. Because they are identical. And then people are just like, no, they're not. The interior's got blue stripes on the Sombra and it's red on the constitution. I'm like, get out of here. So, We're back around to you again, Ken. What's your next honourable mention?
4: Okay, I'm going to stick with this now. We've already had the Nova class and now we're going to a Scandinavia and we're going to talk about the Norway class. I love the uh, Norway that class. That
0: was... Again,
4: that it's was very similar. Yeah. yeah, very similar. I love that scene where it comes swooping in and launches all of the, 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 the torpedoes. It's really brilliant. I love it. I like the back of it as well. The way it has that kind of... The two... Um, the nacelle and the pylons, they kind of give a gap for a starship or, or a shuttlecraft to go in there. It's really nice. And it doesn't have the glass kind of... Uh, a bridge which is why i gave it better marks than uh the other fella
0: so yeah it's, it's a nice little ship nice little ship
3: tough little ship as they say yeah
0: oh who's next let's see rick what was your next honorable mention
3: my next honorable mention is the Luna class
0: so the uh, original titans class the original
3: then. uss titan yes uh canonized thank you lower decks so um yeah i just really like it it's um it's it's, it's it's great. It's got the sovereign class style with the Miranda class kind of underslung nacelles kind of thing going on. So I think it works. Um, I think we had the Nebula class established that you know each each generation of ships is going to have have a version with the nacelles underneath. So we had the Miranda oh, a the Nebula. So <laughs> now the Lunar is the sovereign's version of that.
0: Yeah. Apologies uh, for how abysmally small that image is, but that is a lunar class, I promise. So, <laughs> yeah,
3: they're bigger in real life.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that, that, that's fair enough. Um, I, can't, I can't believe I didn't get a better image than that. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> that's so. That's the your next honourable mention. DK, what about you? What was your next uh, honourable mention then for your list? Uh,
1: my next honourable mention is, is the Akira class.
0: Oh, okay, you're a fan of Japanese anime then. <laughs>
1: That's what it was named after, I'm not making that up. Yeah, it was just great seeing him in action in the uh, Dominion War.
0: Yeah. Oh, did you... Uh, I can't remember really seeing a lot of them, but okay. Uh, I know that they've turned up in Picard and such uh, recently-ish.
1: I believe there's one in the Fleet Museum oh, as well. Oh, is there? Oh, there's yes, two no, in the
0: Fleet Museum, actually. <laughs> there's two? yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's for some reason it's it has two slots a Kira class don't know why but okay <laughs> i'm trying to move us along quickly so i will say my next honorable mention we've already talked about it would have been the equinox or the nova class which was already brought up by ken so Bravo. Uh, just i'll just uh, sort of piggyback on that and say uh, we'll start everyone's number eight so ken what was your number eight chip for three points
4: ah uh, number eight it made my eyes water when i first saw it Yeah, uh, it's strange new worlds enterprise when it pulled up against the jalopy of the discovery it looked like ha, ha, ha look at you you ain't going to the ball are you <laughs> when the other guy turned around and said ah oh, that's a beautiful ship isn't it you know I was like oh don't say that in front of the captain you know <laughs> <laughs> so it was just brilliant and like i thought they did a great job because i was kind of worried sick i was biting my nails going oh here we go here we go now it's gonna be some jalopy looking thing you know but no no it looked great it looks really cool you know it wasn't as if mtv kind of you know rejigged your old car it was it was looked proper proper order and then they kept it and kind of improved on a little bit in uh the series itself so that's that's my number eight i'll never stop loving it
0: awesome yeah so yeah there. the uh what we'll call the Disco Prize, or the, uh, <laughs> for ease of uh, reference, but yeah, the uh, Discovery Strange New Worlds visual redo of the Enterprise, absolutely good looking. Yeah, Barack armor version, kind of. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we'll move quickly along to you then, Rick. What was your number eight for three points? Ah, uh,
3: number eight, the Defiant class. That, well, oh,
0: that okay.
3: tough little ship is against everything yeah. I believe in. Short nacelles, pulled right on. into the body, built for war. But despite that, it makes sense because after all, three, five, nine. Of course, Starfleet would need to build some ships to hold on to for another cube, mm-hmm. um, and also that design mm-hmm. kind of makes sense. Why have your nacelles on spindly pylons that could be shot mm-hmm. off? Mm-hmm. Keep it compact, maneuverable, easy to cover in a blade of armor, mm-hmm. um, and DS Nine absolutely made it work. Um, so yeah, even though in, on paper you think, "Ooh, this is this is a departure for Star Trek," it, it's brilliant, and I was delighted to see it come up in First Contact. Uh, yeah. Absolutely gutted when the first one was destroyed by the Breen. Glad they got another one. Um, yeah, I just love the, the the awesome, tough little ship.
0: Well, you've brought up my bugbear with this ship, which I always reference to everybody, which is, as you said, it was entirely created to fight the Borg. That was its entire raison d'etre. That's what it was made to do. It faced the Borg once and got completely trounced. I, think they I, were don't so... think,
3: I don't think it was meant to. They meant it. One ship, one of them would fight the Borg. Yeah. Though. I think it was an intention because they're four decks big. They intended mm. to churn out a bunch of these um, for for Borg destroying fleets.
0: So then you would just have a bunch of them that got quite easily trounced. I
3: don't know. I I think, I mean, the the Defiant was the one ship we saw actually making an impact before the Enterprise-E turned up.
0: Did we, though? I think I saw some Akira classes in Norway get some good hits in. But, yeah. So my point is that not only did it fail what it was actually created to do, it managed to fail that twice because, as you said, it was also then destroyed by the Breen. So, like, okay, you can't fight against the Borg, but we're at war with the Dominion, and you've now been repurposed for that. You surely can't suck at this job Nope
4: It did have (laughs) a ramming speed on it though Do you remember he said prepare
3: for ramming speed
1: Today was a
4: good day Like that whole front thing could take out any starship by long So yeah (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It had Um, a double use
3: Also I I kind of think you're, you're, you're very much like You're kind of ignoring the very good performance That a year and a half of Dominion War The Defiant had already put in
0: Well it's all about The end result though isn't it (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, we won the war eventually
4: well, that's the USS Odyssey, huh? Hi, Brian, hi, everybody Bang!
0: <laughs> Galaxy class no more That's fair, a lot of people are going to be fans of that So that's three points to the uh, Defiant class, specifically? Or do you, do you want to go with the USS Defiant? Uh, the class Class, okay Hey everyone, this is Editor Mike chiming in at this point, just to say that um, unfortunately at this point during the recording of this Top 10 episode, we briefly lost Rick. He had a pet-related emergency he had to run off and attend to, Uh, but fear not, he does turn back up um, and we do catch up on all of the... Numbers that he missed uh, when he had to leave us. So if you're wondering why I'm not going to Rick for a few uh, numbers, that's why. But fear not, he'll be back and uh, you'll hear us welcome him back and catch up on all of his other uh, choices that we had raced through. So back to the episode. Thank you. Uh, Awesome. And uh, you'd be next Adrian. What is your uh, next one for three points? Your number eight ship.
2: My number eight ship is the USS Saratoga Miranda class. Uh, This is such a great scene for me, Um, Battle of Wolf 359, of course, and we know that um, Jake loses his mom and starts his arc. But, um, you know, the line where Picard says, oh, well, have we met before? And then Cisco says, yes, sir, we met in battle. It was at Saratoga. I was on the Saratoga at Wolf 359. And we watched the escape pod perspective from the Saratoga where the Borg has it in their tractor beam and it blows up and it's just so it just sticks in my brain
0: that makes sense for an emotional moment and it was obviously such a good scene that the writers of picard season three just decided to rip it off wholesale why so, <laughs> <laughs>
1: so not yeah uh, but yeah in I also, um, of course, I
2: you you know I was in the Navy and um, I used to see the Saratoga all the time when I was stationed in way.
0: Florida. Oh, so see, that's, yeah, that's sweet. That's got a it, really good meaning it, yeah. behind it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, DK, what is your number eight ship for three points? Then
1: my number eight ship is also the Miranda class.
0: Oh, okay. Well, so, uh, so that's the whole overall Miranda class you're referring to. I assume.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's I fell shame, in love but, uh, with the Reliant as soon as I saw it, and then.
0: Well, you well, then why didn't you pick the specific? Oh no, <laughs>
1: no, I'm not going to be anymore <laughs> you know, precious about
0: it. You're going to keep that off the list by doing that, but okay. <laughs> <This is laughs> so you went with the the Miranda class overall, which has like seventeen thousand variants and different types of ship, the most versatile ship in the fleet. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's fair enough. Any other particular thoughts or reasons behind it?
1: No, no, it's just it's. Again, like the the old birth, it was my first experience of a Federation ship that was not Constitution class. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just thought it looked, looked beautiful. And then to see it again later on, Trek 4, and then later on in Next Generation, Deep Space Nine with the Saratoga. Yeah, just it's always stuck with me.
0: Fair enough. Um, yeah, okay uh so that was your number yeah so we're gonna go around and we're gonna tell everyone to blast straight through their last uh dishonorable and honorable mentions so we'll start with you ken if you wouldn't mind what of your last uh, two dishonorable mentions first of all
4: oh well i've got one more left so you didn't even get okay
0: fair enough that's cool uh,
4: cross class i think i've said enough about that so
0: you know. uh, okay the discoveries class okay <laughs> yeah that's just, fair enough let's, let's just leave it there i think that makes sense that's all right then <laughs> awesome uh what about you dk any more dishonorable mentions
1: uh, I have one, but it's it's kind of stretching the limits of canon a bit. It did used to be canon. Okay, it it uh, it, it was a ship from the old FASA Star Trek role playing game.
0: Ah, okay. Well, it's only it's only dishonorable mention, so that's fine. You you can chat without
1: you. Yeah, it was the USS Larson, which was like this spindly little thing, which was basically oh. uh, the saucer section and one nacelle. It was the weakest ship. It sounds a lot insert.
0: like the in class, to be honest yeah, but, yeah. It was the
1: weakest ship in the entire game. Every time someone randomised randomised you pick and you ended up with a, a Larson, you just thought, well, I may as well not be playing then, because you knew it was going to last about two minutes. This sounds like and, a personal vendetta to me. First of all, it was listed as a destroyer, you know, so... <laughs> Yeah, it was just... <laughs> you thought the Defiant did a poor job. Just wait till you saw the Larson in action. Jesus.
0: <laughs> well, I only have one last dishonourable mention then. Uh, again, I do own this, so I am hypocritical, but, you know, that's me, I'm that's life. Uh, my last dishonourable mention is the McGee class. Oh, right. So, again, from wow. uh, from the from very early discovery, but what makes it worse is that it was so bloody prominent. It's everywhere in that first season, and it pops up as an image in the mess hall all the time, and it's just such a crap design. If you're going to have warp nacelles, don't have them completely bisecting your saucer, if nothing uh, else. Do you know how dangerous that is? <laughs> if you have, like, a warp intermix failure or anything, your entire ship's going up. <laughs> it's just... Oh, it bugs it the crap out like of me. It it's about to transform.
4: You know, it's like it's... <laughs> <laughs> like halfway through a transform actually it's like as if you know the Autobots caught up while it was halfway through oh come on just give me a minute I'm nearly done here you know it's
0: like, nah. that's all I can see now I can just imagine those nacelles becoming feet for like a megazord yeah, <laughs> the, the bridge just glowing eyes and the five power rangers in there but nah. Nah, the, the Klingons had
4: the laughter heads off they saw that they say ah, which part do we blow up first
0: <laughs> well, the, the thing is you don't just aim anywhere? It's so exactly. poorly designed. Yeah, exactly. it is, yeah. Yeah, just it is one your just massive run. You're gonna You can't. Miss. You can't <laughs> miss. Yeah, you can't go wrong. You're gonna hit something vital. Sending uh, yeah. a
4: spatial torpedo for the fun of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and just, just for the final insult, it's so poorly designed that they couldn't even get the name and registry on the front. It's on I the know, side of it. the ship. Yeah, it's laugh <laughs> Go
4: faster, name. Go on.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that was my last dishonorable mention. Then what about your last uh, honorable mention? I think we have two left at most each. So you have any uh, The uh, last anymore?
4: honorable mention I have is the Sabre class. So again, it's from that period of time. I really liked it. It was a nice little ship. And uh I thought the design was pretty cool on it. It, it it pops up in uh first contact and i don't know whether it pops up in these face nine i'm sure it did but uh yeah it looked like a kind of ship that you could you know perform duties around the inner core of the uh, federation and it would do a nice little job so uh yeah, yeah. my favorite ship there number number seven.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, i sorry. was
4: asking for your no, next honorable no, 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 no. mention <laughs> no you're right you're right you're right you're right yeah it's an honorable okay. mention
0: so that's cool Yeah, the class always, I don't know why, but it just has a real cool, aggressive look to green. Do you have any more honorable mentions?
2: Yes, my final honorable mention is actually something I don't think we saw, but it's the USS Albatani from the Caretaker episode of Voyager where we meet Janeway. And she's looking down at Paris and he's down there like working. And she says, I served with your father on the Albatani. So I heard mm. the name Abatani a million times just from rewatching the episode. Uh, DK, what about you? Any honourable mentions left?
1: Yeah, I have uh, another, which is the FASA role-playing one, which is a counterpoint to my last dishonourable one, if that's okay. Yeah, it's, it's the Chandley class. I'm sending it over to you. I have no <laughs> idea who it was named after. I love the look of it. If you look at it from the side, it looks like it was that's designed nice. by someone with meth. But from the top um, the <laughs> front view, I just think it's—it's it's just a beautiful. It's—it's it's very much a mid-tier ship, but it was a—it was a dream to pilot back in the game.
0: That's fair enough. Yeah, from a front view, it doesn't look great either. To be honest. the front view fully <laughs> looks like the ship from the first season of Lost in Space. <laughs> 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 the nacelles look like they're attached by bat
1: wings as well on the back of it. That's yeah. And that was his honourable mention. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on, fair man. Enough. I had the go on my main list. What do you expect? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair enough. So uh, was that all of your honourable mentions then?
0: Uh, it is, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I have two more, uh, the first one of which would have been on my list if it had actually appeared yet, but it hasn't, and it is the Enterprise F. Uh, which, again, we know, I I mean, Hmm. it's probably, I could have regarded it as canon because of online and everything, and it has appeared in the trailers for Picard Season 3, but it just unfortunately hasn't been in the show yet, so I couldn't include it on my main list, uh, particularly over things that that have appeared on screen. Uh, I'll probably regret that. As soon as it appears in Picard, I will immediately have uh, a nerdgasm and think, it should have been on my list, it looks so good, but Hmm. for now it'll have to remain as an honourable mention. Uh, And my final honourable mention is just the USS Cerritos, from uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, the California-class USS Cerritos Lower Decks, because I think it's a really good design. I like the way it harkens back to the Enterprise D, but with a little bit of a Miranda-class spin to that as well, so, yeah. And we will leave that there uh, for part one of the top ten starships. Uh, do come back next week for our numbers seven to one, and our final list of uh, what will be our ultimate top 10 by combining the various scores and things. Uh, yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed this. Um, apologies to any of the uh, ships that got our dishonourable mentions. We love them, really, but uh, we, we do like a Nate Pecos Trekkies. But uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we haven't uh, upset anybody if that's your favourite ship. We, uh, we do love all spaceships, as I said. So yeah, and uh, hopefully you've uh, agreed with some of our choices. Maybe uh, you have some of your own that you would like to uh, comment on in the comments of YouTube or on our social medias, which you can always reach Uh, via the various links that are in our episode descriptions. Uh, Yeah, so hopefully we will see you again next week for the, uh, the best of the best of the ships and in the meantime, remember we are Starfleet. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. You have been listening
2: to the Hit or Miss Star Trek podcast, hosted by Michael Wilson and DK. Created, produced and edited by Michael Wilson. Additional material produced by DK. Music by Timeless Journey. More information can be found at soundcloud.com forward slash timelessjourney. The Hit or Miss Star Trek podcast is based on an idea by Michael Wilson and Will Templar. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Home Star Trek Podcast or look for the Hit or Miss Star Trek podcast under Facebook groups. Links to all our social media accounts and more are in this episode's description. This podcast is available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for Silver Screen, Hit or Miss Star Trek. This has been a Mike's Podcast production, copyright 2022. Thank you for listening.